When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. In hindsight, I kind of feel bad about putting that mojo out there. <laughs> right? Like if you're like I'm thinking about Clippers fans, I'm like how are we going to do Clippers fans like that? I don't want to do Clippers fans like that, Gabe Neitzel. I mean, but they're used to it at this point, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. It's just it's, really, it's a scab. It's not like it's ever fully healed. You just knock yeah. it back off. Gabe Neitzel, Joe Fornball, Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thank you for your time today. We are greatly appreciative of it. You got a lot of options. You chose us. You may have screwed up, but at least you're here <laughs> and we appreciate it. So, the Chicago Bears, we wait. We wait to see what the decision will be. The front office coaching staff they're in indianapolis for this year's 2024 scouting combine presumably at some point if they haven't already they will be meeting with usc quarterback caleb williams and then they will determine whether or not they will keep that pick draft williams and move on will they trade justin fields how will it all play out we can't wait obviously there's a lot of pressure on the organization to get this right only franchise in the nfl that's never had a 4,000 yard passer only franchise in the nfl that's never had a 30 touchdown passer They have been stumbling all over themselves for years, but they got a team on the rise and they got assets and an opportunity that teams would crave of. Justin Fields, people think he can play. Maybe it's him, but if it's not, you can go with Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, Drake May, you see fit, however it's going to be. We know the pressure's there, Gabe. I want to go outside the box. There's 31 NFL teams in addition to the Chicago Bears. Who's got the most pressure on them to get the quarterback position right this offseason? So the, to me, it's a team that already has and already knows who their starting quarterback is going to be in 2024. There's no question about it. Interesting. But it is a team that if if this guy isn't right, it is going to be devastating. And it's the Cleveland Browns. Oh! Because they know Deshaun Watson's going to be their guy. But at the same time, we saw them make a run with Joe Flacco late last season. Like, Joe Flacco came off his couch and won comeback player of the year, playing only six games for that Browns team. He ultimately became a pumpkin in the postseason, threw a couple of picks, and and they lost to the Texans. But they have so many good things with that team. They've got a head coach who's now won head coach of the year, or coach of the year twice. They've got some good weapons on the outside. They have a good running game. Their def- they have a defensive player of the year in Miles Garrett. That defense is loaded with talent at every single level. This is a team that is ready to go. And outside of the San Francisco 49ers might have some of the best talent on it and be one of the best rosters in the NFL. But that quarterback position is still a giant Question mark. I know the last time we saw him, he had a great second half that he was 14 of 14 in the second half, ended up leading his team to a victory before he ended up having season ending surgery. But if the Browns do not have that position correct, man, that is, that, then you're staring at this fully guaranteed contract going, man, what do we do? I mean, we could win games with Joe Flacco, but if we can't win games with Deshaun Watson, who they've committed all that money to, that's a lot of pressure because the the rest of the roster is stacked. The rest of the roster is ready to take that step forward. But if that quarterback position isn't right, 
good luck in that AFC. That's a good point. They have not been competitive in their entire existence. And I know some people will say, well, how can you say that? And they'll point to years way in the past. That was not you. That was Baltimore. Like, that was a different franchise. There was a franchise that was there. That franchise did a lot of things, has a lot of history. They went to Baltimore. That's them. You restarted, you're a new franchise, and you have done nothing since. Now, this isn't to bang on Cleveland. I love Cleveland. But the thing is, you're so close. So close. Kevin Stefanski's won Coach of the Year twice. Cleveland Browns fans, you have a guy who's won Coach of the Year twice. You have a great rushing attack, a good O-line, a good defense. you got talent everywhere. you get got the Defensive Player of the Year in Miles Garrett. He won that award, did he not? He did. But look at what you're sitting on, and you've spent the money at quarterback. It just looks like you Maybe got it wrong. I mean, the Watson thing, I was so willing to chalk up the first year and say, yeah, whatever, he's rusty. Last year, ugh. But I would push back on you and I'd say there's no pressure on Cleveland because they win with whoever they put back there, right? <laughs> I mean, that well, was an gonna... insane storyline last year. Wins with five different quarterbacks? That's insane. That's absolutely insane. Yes, I guess. With, with Joe Flacco, they were able to make a run to the postseason but their goal has to be higher at this point now like you've gone you've won a playoff game in the last five years you did that with baker mayfield now the next step is okay can you be a legitimate contender can we believe in you to be a team that's going to be able to challenge the the kansas city chiefs and to me and the the answer to that question all comes down to deshaun watson deshaun watson is your guy if he's the star if he is Anywhere near the guy he was down in Houston, then you can be a contender. But if he's not, it doesn't matter how good the rest of the roster is. You need to be good to great at that position. Good to great. The old uh, Jim Collins book. Fantastic pull right there. Good to great. Gabe Neitzel, Joe Fordenball, Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Outside of the Bears, which team has the most pressure to get the quarterback position right? Gabe makes a fantastic case for the Cleveland Browns because they're so close. Such a good team. So well coached. I'll give you another one. Denver Broncos. But I'm not even going to say the Denver Broncos. I'm just going to put all the pressure on Sean Payton. I'm going to put all the pressure on Sean Payton. I'm going to say he's got the most pressure to get this right because his entire legacy is on the line. He spent an entire career in New Orleans, decade plus, won a Super Bowl, went to the playoffs a bunch of times. That Saints team was fantastic. He is beloved down there. But much like Belichick without Brady, Payton without Breeze, Hasn't been all that impressive. One year in Denver, no big deal. But showed up in Denver, endorsed Russell Wilson, threw Nathaniel Hackett, the previous coach, and his coaching staff completely under the bus. Said it was on them for why Russ didn't produce. Broke and then the probably co- backed over them again. Like, it was yeah. it was more than just throwing it under the bus. Oh, man. He, he, he went back. out of his way. You name it. And I know part of that was to hype up Russ, but a lot of people said he broke the coaching code when he did that. And then you know what ended up happening? He got nothing out of Russ. Like, Russ just is cooked. Not let Russ cook. Russ is cooked. That's the situation. So we'll chalk it up. I'll go ahead and let that one go. I'll chalk that season up. I'll put it on the previous regime's quarterback. But you got to get this right. You got to go win football games. You got to show people it wasn't Drew Brees that was winning all those games in New Orleans. It was Drew Brees and Sean Payton and the rest of the roster. Because right now, recent memory, not very kind to Bill Belichick. People were dragging Belichick when he was let go from the Patriots, talking about how it was all Brady, how he's really not that great of a coach. He's more of a defensive coordinator. Belichick took a ton of heat despite having like the greatest coaching resume of all time, right? If that's going to happen to him, I could see it happening to Peyton. Could you not? 
Oh, absolutely. Because here's a guy that in New Orleans, he was Teflon. Like, nothing would ever stick to him. He was suspended for an entire season. We never talk about that. He was suspended for an entire yeah. season because of Bounty Gate. But the, all that stink went to Greg Williams, who his defensive coordinator was at the time. Like, all the stink went to him. Everyone thought, well, he's got to take the fall for Williams. So I guess we understand it. And it, it just didn't matter. But now that he's in a different place, threw everybody else under the bus. It's always somebody else's fault. Now it can't be anybody else's fault. You're in control of who that next quarterback is, and you have to get it right. And if you're such a quarterback whisperer, it doesn't have to be perfect because you should be able to coach him up. Okay. Outside of the Bears, most pressure in the NFL to get the quarterback position right. Gabe says Cleveland. I said Denver, specifically Sean Payton. What did Stephen A. Smith think? You know it's bad when I don't even mind if Kirk Cousins come. I ain't mind if Kirk wow. Cousins come. That's how wow. bad the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback situation is. He's out, right? Oh, damn it, he can crawl back and I'll take him over what the hell I've seen in Pittsburgh. Him or Russell Wilson. This is an interesting one. How much pressure on Mike Tomlin and the Steelers to get this one right? Because they seem tailor-made, ready to make a deep run if they get that position right. I know that the... Fan base there is ravenous, and they want to be competitive and win playoff games. But do I really think that there's a lot of pressure to get a, the quarterback situation right for Mike Tomlin? No. I think he's somebody who kind of gets that pass because they've always been good. They're not in a position to get one of these really good guys. So they constantly just end up having to take flyers. They take a flyer on Kenny Pickett. They're going to take a flyer maybe on one of the guys we just heard there or end up taking a flyer if Justin Fields ends up getting traded. They kind of have to take flyers. The rest of the team's been built up pretty good, but I also don't think that there's any pressure on Mike Tomlin. Like, if they don't get the quarterback position right this year, do I think Tomlin is going to be looking for a job next year? I do not. So I don't think there's a lot of pressure on Tomlin and the Steelers. Feels like Tomlin's only looking for a job if he wants to look for a job. Doesn't feel like he'll be forced to look for a job. He would just choose to look for another job. One team we didn't mention, the Falcons. How much pressure's on them to get it right? There's some pressure, but at the same time, they just changed over regimes. Like, they've got a new head coach and Raheem Morris there. So by by turning that over, there's not a ton of pressure. Oh, right now, you got to figure this out. Obviously, in Chicago, they did not turn the page. They kept polls. They kept Eberflus in p- position. So there's a lot of pressure on those guys. You don't get it right, they're probably going to fire you. With a new regime in place, there's not a ton of pressure on them right now where they have to get this next quarterback right. The expectation is that current Chicago Bears quarterback Justin Fields will be on the move in the very near future. Who else could be changing teams this offseason along with him? He's Gabe Neitzel. I'm Joe Fortenball. This is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio, including on TuneIn. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, 
not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I want to do right by Justin as well. We'll gather the information. We'll move as quickly as possible. We're not going to be in a rush and see what presents itself and what's best for the organization. But if he's still on your roster when free agency begins, then you haven't done your due diligence as a general manager of an organization. I also think it is in his own best interest to trade Justin Fields before free agency starts. Assuming he's decided Fields is not going to be his quarterback. I think he can get all the information he needs this week, and I'd be surprised if Fields isn't traded by the end of the week. All right, time for a little deal or no deal action NFL trade edition. Alongside Gabe Neitzel, I'm Joe Fortenball, Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. We know that Justin Fields is likely going to be dealt. Shouldn't say we know. We presume Justin Fields will likely be dealt and that the Chicago Bears will draft Caleb Williams, quarterback USC, number one overall. Could be dead wrong about that. But that's where it feels like the wind is blowing. Now, with that taken care of. Evan Wilner, our producer, joins the show to host the segment. You're going to throw a bunch of potential trade candidates at us, and we're going to tell you deal or no deal with the idea of where they might end up. Is that the uh, the gist of it, as they say? Yeah, you'll tell me, will they get traded and where will they go? Okay, sounds good. Gabe, you're going to be up first. Evan, fire away. Geno Smith. Does Geno Smith get traded, and where does he go? Uh, I'm going to say no deal. I think Geno Smith still stays out there in Seattle. I- I'd like for Seattle to potentially get one of those secondary quarterbacks, a Bo Nix, a Michael Penix Jr., maybe have them that person sit behind Geno for a year, and then they move on from Geno Smith to go to the younger quarterback. But in terms of this year, I don't think Geno Smith's going anywhere. I'm going to say yes. I think John Schneider, the general manager's comments the other day, were basically told everyone, yeah, he's our starting quarterback. Not exact endorsements, <laughs> because if you don't add the, or you don't want to say the Raiders, I know the Raiders, buddy. I don't know if that somebody's going to be available for them. That would make sense. I mean, Geno's coming in. The cap hits like $22 million. It's very reasonable to have him as your starting quarterback, and he looked good the last couple years in Seattle. So I'll throw the Raiders out there toward the new guy, get rid of Mac Jones. Not a real sign. He's going somewhere. Saints, is he traded and where does he go? Decade now, where we enter every offseason where the Saints are somehow just a ton of money over the cap. <laughs> him to land would be the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings, Ty Chandler, as are the answer. It's about trying to, years of Justin, I think you have to start sur- this earlier in the up, well over the cap. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Cam Jordan gave him nine here, right, Saints? Like, this is Allen, do whatever. He is just a terrible to be traded. I'll throw Philadelphia. Philadelphia doesn't need to do it. Feels like they're always interested in bringing in another free agent if I'm not mistaken. Let's see what happens there. 
Tom Telesco, the Raiders GM, says that Devontae Adams, he's a for now. Devontae Adams, and I know pair him with Aaron Rodgers out in New York with the Jets, but they've got their own issues they need to figure out there in Las Vegas. I think that Antonio Pierce would want to keep him. Whoever they put at quarterback, they're going to need someone to throw the football to, and I think that's where Devontae Adams comes in. I'm going to say no deal. Devontae Adams stays a Raider. I'm going to say no deal as well. And if there is a deal, take the franchise and fire it into the sun because enough's enough with them. Enough is enough with those guys. Every year, they have no idea what their identity is. The Raiders can never just get organizationally aligned to the point where they say, here's who we are. Here's what we're building towards. Here's how we're going to get there. At every stage, they tend to screw it up or something breaks bad against them, or whatever the case may be, but they just can't figure it out. Antonio Pierce is your guy. Good. Now, let's take another step forward. That step is not taking your best offensive weapon and trading him away for picks. Because what are you going to do with the new quarterback? Or Aiden O'Connell if he's your quarterback? For the love of God, Raiders, don't give away any more good players. Try this for a change, and I'm just going to float this, okay? Ooh. Instead of getting rid of good players, bring in good players. Let that mm. marinate for a second, because that could be the type of, of outside-the-box thinking that really catches on in the National Football League. Uh, another wide receiver, Stephon Diggs. Is his time in Buffalo up, and where does he go, Gabe? I'm going to say deal here. There just seems to be way too much smoke about him being not happy. Is Does he like Josh Allen? What's going on in Buffalo? There are just too many questions too often when it comes to Stephon Diggs. Now, maybe the Bills are apprehensive to do it because they don't really have a backup plan. They don't have another great weapon ready to go. But it just doesn't seem like he's all that happy there, and maybe this is the year he ends up forcing his way out. And I think an interesting landing spot for Stefan Diggs, they've got a little bit of salary cap space now. They're not going to be bringing back, or maybe they don't bring back one of their best weapons in Saquon Barkley. Stefan Diggs landing in New York with the Giants to be the number one receiver for Daniel Jones or whoever they end up picking at quarterback. I think would be an interesting pair. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. I'd say deal. I mean, like, how much how, how much longer are we going to do this dance? I think you're right. When there's smoke, there's fire. There's clearly a problem there. And if there wasn't a problem, I, then why is there so much conversation about there being a problem on a regular basis? Bills can go out there, try to swing a move, get rid of him, then bring someone else. I don't know. How about Chicago? How about Chicago? Trade him outside the conference so you don't have to worry about him. Chicago's sitting on $79 million. Stephon Diggs playing opposite DJ Moore with a rebuilt offensive line and Caleb Williams as your quarterback. Welcome to the NFL, kid. We're going to give you a real chance to win some games. Last one, Brandon Ayuk of the 49ers. Deal or no deal, Gabe? I'm saying no deal here. I think Brandon Ayuk ends up being more important to this team than Debo Samuel. Ooh. Because as Debo is an incredibly versatile weapon for them, if you're talking when we're talking about these guys aging out, I think the shelf life for Brandon Ayuk ends up being bigger. He's a better route runner. I think he ends up being a more dynamic part of that passing game. If San Francisco is smart, which we know they are, I think they hold on to Brandon Ayuk. I am saying no deal for Ayuk. That's an agreement with me as well. I would say no deal. I think with the salary cap bump they might be able to figure out a way to keep him around for a little bit he I mean look you can't hit on these draft picks and not keep them like you missed on Javon Kinlaw okay like those misses are going to happen but you hit on Brandon Ayuk he's exactly what you want he's a running back who can play wide receiver that's what Shanahan's looking for get these guys the ball in space and let them make plays gotta keep him around if he's gone and Debo's 
penchant for getting banged up at times, and McCaffrey coming off a very healthy season, and you know who knows how long that lasts. Woo, we'll see. That that woo was terrible. I'm going to retract that. <laughs> Apologies to the great Ric Flair. You you deserve way better than that. All right, NBA Finals rematch tonight. Big time showdown. Somehow Nikola Jokic is playing even better than he did last time the Nuggets played the Heat. We're going to get into that next with a special guest. But that's after I have this from Granger. And for the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have both the knowledge and the experience to answer all your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Jimmy Butler and the Heat continue their fight for a playoff berth. Butler shoots a deep one and buries it at the buzzer. They face Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets, who are in a battle for the top of the Western Conference. Coverage begins tonight at 9.30 Eastern, with tip-off at 10 Eastern, on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Presented by Indeed. Big night in the association tonight. We got a finals rematch between the Nuggets and the Heat. Games in Denver, ESPN Radio. Coverage begins at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Alongside Gabe Neitzel, I'm Joe Fortenball. This is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Magic hosts the Jazz tonight. No one's going to pay attention to that, I understand. Don't sleep on the Magic. Decent little defensive team. I think they're 3-1 and one off the break. They're climbing up the board. They have the easiest schedule the rest of the way out. Just saying, don't sleep on them. 
Warriors are at the Knicks tonight. Steph Curry hasn't been at the Garden a couple seasons since he broke the three-point record. Wasn't with them last year when they played there. We got the Lakers hosting the Wizards tonight. Might be a bit of a buzzkill um, after what we saw from the Lakers last night. Fantastic performance late in the game. All right, let's go to the phones. PJ Carlissimo, ESPN NBA analyst, ESPN Radio NBA analyst, excuse me. He's going to be on the call tonight for that aforementioned Nuggets Heat game, coverage beginning at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. PJ, we're going to get to that game in just a second, but based on what LeBron did last night, we wanted to get your thoughts on that comeback against the Clippers. Um, Is it going to be possible at 39 years old for LeBron to put that team on his back like he did last night, like he did last year, and carry him deep into the Western Conference playoffs again? I'm going to be surprised if he does, but he's been surprising us all for a long, long time. Um, I just, you know, all year, if you told me the Lakers would be where they are now in the standings, you know, before the year, I'd say, well, yeah, because LeBron and AD probably missed a bunch of games. You know, they're both getting on a little bit. You know, AD has a tendency to be injured. That hasn't been the case. Those two have been playing, you know, almost every game, and they've been really, really good. It's the other guys that haven't produced. So that makes me wonder a little bit. Having said that, when we left Vegas, Mark Kestesher and I doing the in-season tournament for ESPN Radio, you could have made a case that they were one of the best two or three teams in the entire NBA, and then they've been kind of lackluster. That's not fair to them. They've been up and down. They have wins like last night when you go, wow, these guys can beat anybody. On a given night, Clippers are one of the best teams in the entire league. Okay, PG didn't play, Zubac didn't play. You know, that's those are factors for sure. So I, I can't figure the the Lakers out. I would never go against them, but the fact that they're what ninth right now, I got to look at today's standings. Um, they are ninth right now, uh, half a game ahead of the Warriors, two games behind the Kings for eighth. I I would question it, but again, every time you question LeBron. Was he about to get 40,000th point or whatever the hell? I mean, it's he's ridiculous, but I don't know that he can play much better than he's been playing or AD. They need their – D'Angelo Russell's had a heck of a month in, in February, but they need their other guys to step up and, and support them. That West is so brutal. Uh, I mean, they're sitting 10th right now or 9th right now in the, in the standing. So uh, I question them still. PJ, when you look at the best records in the NBA, it's the Celtics, Thunder, Timberwolves. But when it comes to winning the title, is this still the Nuggets to lose? I think so. Uh, Again, the qualifier is the Western Conference is brutal. Coming out of the Western Conference is really going to be a a challenge. Um, It's hard for me to imagine. I don't want to offend Gabe. Kesty told me Gabe's a big Bucks guy, and they're playing really well. But um, (laughs) Boston has been... Boston's been the best team, uh, not just in the East, in in the entire NBA. So you got to say they're the team, and and they have experience. They were in the finals a couple years ago. So um, I I like that team a lot. Um, I I still like Denver. Denver's question is their bench and Jamal Murray's health. If Jamal Murray's okay, I mean, playing like Jamal Murray, you know, an all-NBA player, an all-star who's never been an all-star. But, uh, you know, if he's healthy – their starting lineup is as good or the best starting lineup in the NBA. And they got the best player in the NBA with Jokic, and they won it last year. So, yeah, they're the team to beat. But their bench has been a little suspect. They clearly miss Bruce Brown. They miss um, Jeff Green. Um, you know, Peyton Watson's played really well. 
some of these other guys have got to step up and, and give them something on a more regular basis. They got to give them more consistently. Uh, I love their starters. Um, their bench is still a little bit of a question mark. PJ Carlissimo, ESPN radio NBA analyst. He's on the call with Mark Kestisher tonight in Denver for the Nuggets showdown with the Miami Heat. That's on ESPN radio coverage beginning at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. The Celtics have been an absolute wagon in the Eastern Conference this year. Who's the biggest threat to taking them out, in your opinion? Gabe's box, no question. <laughs> yeah. um, right now, they're playing. I mean, they've played three really solid games. The win in Minnesota was very impressive. We had them Sunday, uh, ESPN Radio, when they beat the Sixers in Philadelphia, and then they just throttled um, Charlotte the other night. So it looks like they're starting to come together. Um, I, you know, I, I still think they're a work in progress. They've been up and down. It's very strange. Their whole thing has been strange all year. Uh, you know, the, the job that Adrian Griffin did, and he gets relieved. They're complaining about defense. With Mike Budenholzer, they had about the best defense in the NBA, uh, and they win a championship, and they have the best record in the league last year. So I don't know what the heck they're thinking about in terms of their decisions. But um, if Chris Middleton's healthy uh, and, and Doc does get the defense together, uh, I think they're the, the, the most significant threat. But, again, um, there's, there's other teams playing well for sure. The Heat. Uh, been the best defensive team in the NBA the whole month of February, and they got guys out. I think tonight on the last injury report, I saw Tyler Hero and Kevin Love listed as not playing. They've won six games in a row on the road. They're giving up like 101 and change for the month of February. They've been the best defensive team in the NBA. So here they go again. Uh, Jimmy Butler's missed a bunch of games, but uh, when they're healthy, uh, they're very, very good. Both of these teams, I think, are a little underrated defensively. I, I don't hear people talking about Denver and Miami all the time. When you look at it, they don't turn the ball over. They don't foul very much. They're both very, very good defensively. They don't shoot a ton of threes. Miami shoots more than Denver. It's very strange when you look at their stats. They don't play at a, a real high pace. They just they know how to win. And again, you got a team that, that has been to the finals recently. you got big-time players. Um, I think they're still integrating um, – Terry Rozier, I think he's still getting used to them. I thought the other night was the best game he's played. Uh, This trip has really been impressive. I mean, winning in sack was a back-to-back. I know Portland's not a great team, but they're missing uh, a bunch of guys. Miami, and they just go in there and take care of business. So uh, I think Miami, as they always do with Spo, are getting better as the year goes on. And after what they did last year, you know, I I don't think anybody is going to you know, when they see them as the pairing and the, and the playoffs going to go, oh, good, we got Miami. You, no one's going to say that for sure. So uh, <laughs> you, you still got to uh, consider them. And the Cavs, again, are, they're under the radar. Uh, John Blair Bickerstaff is doing a fantastic job. That team finally got healthy maybe, what, three weeks ago. You know, they, they, they got Mobley and, and Garland back, and uh, they're very, very good. Uh, we thought they were very good last year, and the Knicks just, you know, dismantle them. The Knicks, another team, if they get healthy, there's so many teams. You know, it's like every year we say when you get to the finals, you say, well, this team's been really lucky with health. I don't know if there's ever been a team that wins uh, in the finals that is not healthy with luck. So there's, uh, excuse me, with, with is not lucky with their health. And that's going to be a big factor for a number of teams. But you got some teams that are missing key guys right now. Philadelphia and New York, I don't even know when those guys are coming back. 
and where they're going to be in the playoffs, you know, what kind of matchups they're going to have when, when they get, you know, the, the big guys, when they get Embiid, when they get Randall back, those guys are, uh, you can't play without them. So I think there's a lot still to be decided relative to health, but I think it's the most balanced playoff we've had in a long time. And I think there's more teams, even, you know, even us saying we like Boston a lot, we like Denver a lot, you know, Minnesota, OKC, there's more teams that have a legit shot at winning the championship this year than any year I can remember recently. Check him out tonight on the call, ESPN Radio. Coverage begins at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. It's the Nuggets hosting the Heat in an NBA Finals rematch alongside Mark Kestisher, PJ Carlissimo, kind enough to join us here on Carlin versus Joe ESPN Radio. PG, we know you're busy. Thank you so much for your time. Have a great call tonight. Joe and Gabe, great being with you. Thank you. Feels like it was a little bit more great to be with Gabe than it was with Joe with all the Bucks conversation, <laughs> but I'll move past it. Most I got was, yeah, if Embiid comes back, it's like, yeah, yeah, we we, we know yeah. we're done. We know. I'm hanging on hope that the Flyers can just get into the playoffs and make a little bit of noise. I don't need them to win anything. Just please get to the postseason. I don't know. Maybe make it 1-1, bringing it back to Philly. I don't know. Oh, have a little bit of energy there. That'd be nice. That's it. It's been so long. I love the orange out. I love the orange out. That's We got to bring the orange out back. When you're trying to find quality candidates, like the Flyers have been, all the searching, screening, and interviewing can become a job in and of itself. You need Indeed, the all-in-one platform that makes it easy to interview, screen, and hire quality people. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Who is the biggest wild card in the entire NFL draft? We were talking about this this morning, got really interesting, and started to get heated, so we said, stop, bring it out on air for the people. That's next. He's Gabe Neitzel. I'm Joe Fornball. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
the 2024 NFL Draft on ESPN Radio. Are you ready? Live from the heart of downtown Detroit, Michigan. The Detroit Lions select. It all begins with round one, Thursday, April 25th. The NFL Draft is now officially open. The countdown rolls on. The 2024 NFL Draft on ESPN Radio, ESPN, and on ABC. Championship rounds of Carlin versus Joe right here on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Gabe Neitzel, Joe Fortenball, thanks for joining us today. Interesting conversation about to break out. We had this this morning. We couldn't get a straight answer from anybody in the room, so we'll pose it to you and see where you guys come out on it. We'll begin with this. We spoke with Mel Kuyper Jr. earlier today, ESPN NFL draft analyst, and we asked him flat out, Biggest wild card in the draft. What do you got, Mel? That would be the cue for the audio of Mel Kuyper and the biggest wild card in the draft per the very well-stated setup from 30 seconds ago. I don't think it's realistic. I think Dan has the right to say what he says, and you don't have to say that the, the first quarterback taken is your best quarterback, your favorite quarterback. So what Dan says, he's one person who has a great evaluation of players and does a heck of a job, former quarterback. He says, hey, my number one quarterback right now is Jaden Daniels. So if he were a general manager, he would take him. I, I think the consensus is Caleb. I don't know what Chicago is going to do. If Ryan Poles and Eberflus feel the way that, uh, that Dan O does, then maybe they would. Okay, what we were looking for there is Mel Kuyper this morning telling us that J.J. McCarthy, quarterback from Michigan, is his biggest wild card in the draft class. Why? Mel makes a great case, and he's been consistent on this for a while. We didn't see a lot of McCarthy from a throwing perspective over the course of the regular season. Right, Gabe? Like in the Penn State game, he was a bit dinged up. He only threw the ball like eight, six times in the second half or something, if I remember. Well, there was a game where he didn't throw the ball at all in the second half. Like, he threw seven passes total for the game. His last pass was halfway through the second quarter. I don't understand J.J. McCarthy. I guess that because the one thing that I thought I knew, other than the NFL doesn't know what it catches, the other thing I thought I knew for (laughs) sure about football at the highest level is that quarterback is the most important thing. And if you have a good one, you're going to rely on that quarterback. If you've got a really good quarterback, you're going to allow them to do things that you don't let other quarterbacks do. So when the San Francisco 49ers back in 2019 made a run to the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo, but he only threw the ball 10 times against Minnesota, 10 times against Green Bay before losing to the Kansas City Chiefs, that made sense to me. Okay, they don't trust their quarterback. So when McCarthy does the thing that we just talked about and doesn't throw a pass in the second half, even though they're in the in control, how can he be the best fourth best quarterback in this draft when his team didn't trust him or just decided not to let him throw in the second half? And their coach, oh, by the way, is one that everybody loves and is raving about him being the next head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. I, I can't marry all those thoughts and go... Okay, so then J.J. McCarthy is still going to be a top-20 pick in this draft because he's the fourth-best quarterback, yet his team that won a national championship didn't also allow him to be showcased in that way. Hence the label wild card. Very well argued, very well laid out. Hence the label wild card. So here's what we were thinking. Mel Kuyper in his latest mock draft, which is up on ESPN.com right now, he's got McCarthy as the fourth quarterback off the board, going number 12 overall to the Broncos. Field Yates had his first mock draft two weeks ago. Also had McCarthy as the fourth quarterback off the board. Also had him going 12 overall to the Broncos. A question I posed to everyone this morning was this. Basic economics, supply and demand. Let's just say a quarterback goes number one overall to whatever team's there. 
kind of feels like that's going to happen. Maybe it's the Bears and Caleb Williams. And then let's say a quarterback goes number two overall to the Commanders. Perhaps it's Jaden Daniels from LSU. And then at number three, it's the Patriots taking Drake May as the quarterback out of UNC, number three overall. Or maybe the Giants trade up and draft Kate Drake May. Whatever the case may be, quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Arizona's sitting at four. They had no problems trading down last year with Houston, who came up to get Will Anderson. Do you see a scenario where the first time in NFL history we could get the first four picks of the NFL draft to be quarterback, 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 as someone realizes, oh, shoot, the top three are off the board. We need to get ahead of some of these teams. We're going up to get McCarthy or whoever it may be. I, I do not. Just because I don't Indulge think Indulge for a moment. Perhaps. Perhaps it does happen. I, I, but I, maybe, but I mean, that, to me, that would be insane because, again, I just don't know what J.J. McCarthy is. Now, if there was another quarterback that was in the ilk of the three that are likely to be taken one, two, three. Like Caleb Williams and Drake May have been there for over a year in terms of, man, this is going to be a really good draft class, and it's headlined by those two. And I can see somebody going up and getting Drake May if he falls to three because Jaden Daniels had such a fantastic year. He leapfrogged him. But look, Drake May has still been this really great prospect. I don't know what J.J. McCarthy is as a prospect. After the semifinal games in the college football playoff this year, Mel had... Michael Penix Jr. leapfrogging J.J. McCarthy. Then he ended up flip-flopping it back after that championship game when, when uh, Michael Penix Jr. had some pressure on him, showed that, okay, maybe he isn't the athlete that you're looking for in terms of evading the rush that you need him to be at the NFL level, so he ended up flipping him back. But to me, J.J. McCarthy, like the other three are, okay, these are really solid prospects. Everybody feels great, for the most part, about those three. It seems like the, the opinions are split and varied, and there seems to be some shoulder shrugging going of, yeah, J.J. McCarthy has a lot of the tangibles. He has the right size. You like his arm strength. You like some of the other things. You like the leadership stuff. But when it comes to, is he going to be a really good NFL quarterback? How do we feel about him as a prospect? There seemed to be a lot of, well, we think he's going to be good, and it seems to be some shoulder yeah. shrugging behind that. And I don't know that if I'm the, if I'm the Cardinals— I'm probably still riding out Kyler Murray a little bit. He seemed to have some good things coming off the ACL last year when he finally returned. And I don't see a team going, oh, yeah, J.J. McCarthy's our guy. We have to go get him. Carolina, Washington, New England as it currently stands could very well be quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Next team linked to a quarterback could be the Giants at six. Maybe they trade up and New England doesn't take a quarterback, so that means we still have three, but we take the Giants off the table. Tennessee at seven. They seem like it'll be Will Levis. Mm-hmm. Atlanta at eight. They need a quarterback. Chicago at nine. They'll have already made a decision. Jets at 10. Probably going O-line. Possibly wide receiver. Minnesota at 11. Let's see what happens with Kirk Cousins. Denver at 12. Very much in play for a QB. Las Vegas at 13. In play for a QB. Seattle at 16. If they move on from Geno Smith, could be in play for a QB. Pittsburgh at 20. Could be in play for a QB. The reason I ask about Arizona trading that pick, we're probably not going quarterback, 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 quarterback with the top four. But where is the fourth quarterback going to go? What's the absolute floor for how far he falls, given all those teams I just mentioned that are in the market for a quarterback? Will he fall past 12 at Denver? Whoever the fourth quarterback is. Doesn't have to be McCarthy. Maybe people are in love with Bo Nix. Maybe Michael Penix makes a run up the board. But regardless, will that fourth quarterback go before, after, or exactly at 12? I'm going to say before. 
Before, okay. Before. Four QBs in the top 11 picks. I I feel like you take a look at a lot of those teams you listed that don't need quarterbacks, and yeah, maybe they're looking for an offensive lineman or they're looking for a pass rusher, where they take advantage of, okay, we're all right moving back just a couple of picks. One of the two guys that we're looking at is going to be there and take advantage of one of these teams that is desperate for a quarterback and decides that J.J. McCarthy's got to be their guy no matter what, and they trade up to go get him. Maybe Pittsburgh decides, hey, we need that quarterback. We desperately need to move off of 20 and need to move ahead of some of those other teams like Denver, Minnesota, that could be looking for a quarterback. Could you imagine being Atlanta at 8 and not getting Justin Fields or Kirk Cousins or Russell Wilson or Geno Smith this offseason? Like, the day we go into the draft, we're all looking at 8 going, yeah, we know what you're doing. You're, <laughs> you, got, you got nothing on us. Like, we are all aware of what's happening in Atlanta. Then you're holding, you're crossing your fingers if you're Atlanta that nobody moves up Ooh. into that number 4 spot to potentially take a quarterback. You're have because to get everybody knows what you're doing. Yeah, everybody knows. Gabe Neitzel, tremendous work as always. Thank you for filling in for the big man. We greatly appreciate it. He's Gabe Neitzel. I'm Joe Fordenball. This is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Hang tight. Freddie and Harry are coming up. Thanks for listening to the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin versus Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin versus Joe podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.